Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you and bless you for this day. And we pray now that everything that we do and everything that we say, that it will be pleasing in your sight and that it will bring glory and honor to you. Help us today, God, to not just be hearers of your word, but help us to be doers as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, as many of you know, this past week was my birthday and um, had a great birthday celebration. Had, had a little conflict with my wife over the birthday deal. And, and it, was, it was really pretty simple. Uh, it was a, a quasi-surprise birthday party. And the reason it was a quasi-surprise is because her birthday is the day before mine. So I had planned this trip for both of our birthdays. And when I surprised her with my plan, she had to let me know about the surprise she had for my birthday and to let me know that we couldn't do what I had planned for our birthday and her do what she had planned for my birthday. And since her plan was more detailed than my plan, my plan got scrapped for her plan. Great time. Friends came over, man. We just hung out, you know, listened to music, old music, man, just laughed, talked, and just had a great time, a fellowship. Several of my friends came through, and they dropped off gifts and presents. And one of my friends came and brought me a present, and he said, hey, man, this is for you. Gave it to me. It was in a bag. And I said, man, thank you. I appreciate it. Set it down because I think it's rude to open presents in front of everybody else, right? I'm going to open it later on. So he makes a gesture to me and somebody leans over to me and says, he wants you to open it now. So I'm like, open it now? I'm like, and I'll, open it, I'll open it later. Oh, man, open it, man. I want, I want to know if you like it or not. And so I opened the present. I have no idea what it is. And when I open it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was like the best gift. It was something I had been looking for, something I hadn't been able to find. It was something that I could use right away, right? So it was just, it was a great, great gift. Of course, he felt good about it because... He wanted to see my reaction, saw my reaction. I was happy. I was excited about it. Matter of fact, I used it that night, used it the next day, used it yesterday, right? Love the gift. Don't ask me what the gift is. It's none of your business. <laughs> Just know that I love my gift, right? How, how many times? Have you bought a gift for somebody and, and wanted them to open it right away, right? Especially when you're, you're younger and, and you buy something. or Even when you get older, you buy something and you know you put some time and you put some energy and some effort into selecting this gift and you give it to them and you like, and they're like, what? You know, open it. See, if you like it, open it. Like open, 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 right? Because you want to know if they like the gift. You want to know if they're excited about getting the gift. 
you want to know if they are going to use the gift. Now, here's the question. How would you feel if you gave somebody a gift and they weren't excited about it? How would you feel if you asked them to open the gift and it was like, eh, I'll get to it later? Or better yet, how would you feel if they never opened the gift? Or if they did open the gift, they never used the gift? See, while we excitedly identify the gifts under the tree with our name on it, and while we are excited about people opening the gifts we get for them, I submit to you that there's a gift that you are expected to open that some of you have never opened and some of you have never used. Today I want to talk to you from the thought, how to make the most of your gift from God. How to make the most of your gift from God. The scripture is clear that each of us has been given a spiritual gift by God. And I submit to you today that that gift is as impactful, if not more impactful, than any gift you will find under the tree, than any gift you will find in the driveway, than any gift you will find at an address, because the gift that God has given you has eternal ramifications tied to it. And while the gift that we receive will wear out, rust out, or somebody can take it or we can lose it, the gift that God gives is a gift that God wants to use to help change the lives of people and change the world. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand to our streaming audience. If you download the I Am Hope app, you can find a copy of the message there, and you can fill in the blank as you follow along. Three things I want you to see today out of this idea of how to make the most of your gift from God. You know, typically around this season, we talk about the boy, baby born in the manger, which is a powerful message, and it is a theologically accurate and important message, and we talk about the giving of gifts to God. But when I looked at this passage, I thought for a moment, you know what? I've never talked about spiritual gifts around Christmas time. I've never thought about this being a present that God gives to us that he expects us to open, unwrap, and put to use. Here's the first thing. Number one, you need to realize God has given you at least one spiritual gift. God has given you at least one spiritual gift. When you look under the tree or when you go visit family members, you are going to look for or somebody's going to find a gift with your name on it under the tree. I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that God has put a gift under the tree with your name on it. He has given you at least one gift that he expects for you to open. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. The New Living Translation says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. 
God has given you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. There are a multiplicity of spiritual gifts described in the Bible. And the Bible says God has given each of us a spiritual gift. Somebody in here, you have received sometime in your lifetime an unexpected gift. Somebody that you did not expect to get a gift from. And when you got that gift, you were shocked. You were probably appreciative because you received that gift. Some of you today may be surprised to learn that God has deposited with you a gift. Here's the problem. Too many of you don't understand that you have been given a gift. And those of you who know you've been given a gift have not fully used the gift that God has given you. So watch this. If you gave me a watch, and after you gave me the gift, I kept on asking you what time it is. You might be wondering, well, did you open the present? Did you even look at it? And why aren't you using it? If you gave me a fishing pole, a rod and reel to go fishing, and you heard me talking about fishing, I said, yeah, man, I got to go buy a rod and reel because I want to do some fishing. And you might be thinking, did you get the present I gave you? Right? I submit to you that there are too many of us who may have a gift, but we are not using the gift that God has given us. Peter states a fact. God has given you and everyone who is part of the body a spiritual gift. When you are saved and you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, taking up residence inside of you, with that residence, God gives a spiritual gift. Not a talent, not a skill, not an ability. None of those things that can be developed in your flesh although they can be amplified by your spiritual gift and they can be given spiritual significance by your spiritual gift, but God has deposited something in you that comes from him. That word gift in the Greek is the word charisma. It's where we get the word charisma from, but it is a divinely endowed grace gift. It's a gift that is given not because it is deserved. It is a gift that is given because of the need in the body of Christ and God's desire to use you to impact time and eternity. There are too many of you who don't know what your gift is. You have no idea what it is. And there are some of you who know what your gift is and you're doing nothing with your gift. Um, can I ask you a question? If, if you see a gift with your name on it, what are some things that would keep you from opening that gift? What would keep you from opening a gift that you know is yours? Now, now some of you, if you think about it, you may not open a gift because you don't think much of the person who gave you the gift. Right? Like, oh, okay, this ain't going to be much anyway, right? Uh, some of you didn't open the gift because you forgot about it. Maybe you misplaced it. Maybe you don't think you've been given anything of any value, but there are some of you who, who would say, there's nothing that would stop me from opening a gift with my name on it. If I got a gift for my birthday, if I got a gift for Christmas, 
I am going to open it, and I'm not going to delay. I'm going to open it right away. Why would we not do the same thing with the gift that God has given us? Why have you not stopped to open your gift? Look at Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. First Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 4. Let's read it together. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I told you first, realize God has given you at least one spiritual gift. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Number two, you need to realize God expects you to use the spiritual gift he's given to you. God expects you to use the spiritual gift he has given to you. Look at the B part of verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Here's the B part. Use them well to serve one another. Use them well to serve one another. Now, this word serve, and you find it in several instances in the fourth chapter of 1 Peter, is the verb form that speaks to serving and or attending and or waiting on somebody to meet a specific need. It comes from the same word where we get the word to minister to someone or to serve someone where we get the word for deacon, diakonos from. That that person has not just the action, but they have the attitude to serve. Here's what Peter says, you are a steward of what God has deposited within you. You have a responsibility to use and take care of the gift that God has given to you. One of the worst things for me that somebody can do is to take a gift that I give them and treat it like it has no value. Imagine how God feels when he has deposited within you something of eternal value and you treat it like it's nothing. He says you've got to use your gift. You've got to use the energy and effort that is within you to utilize and to put into practice the gift that God has deposited within you. And listen carefully. Your life purpose and mission will never be fulfilled apart from using the gift that God has deposited within you. As a matter of fact, let me go one step further. 
if you really want to get in the flow, if you really want to get in the place where you can feel God working in you and feel God working through you, get in a place where you can use your spiritual gift. You, you will see God do some amazing things in you and through you. You will feel some things that you have never felt before when you get in the flow of using the gift that God has deposited within you. And here's the thing we need to understand. Your spiritual gift does neither you nor God any good if you don't use it. Listen, what good is a boat if it stays parked in the driveway? What good is a car if it never gets driven? Right? Everything has been created with purpose. You have been created with purpose, and God wants you to use your spiritual gift. Now, I want you to notice something. Notice what he says. He says, use them, and then look at the word, well. Use your spiritual gift well. God wants you to understand that your spiritual gift can never be justified if you use it in a mediocre way. If you use it in a substandard way, if you do not maximize its use, then you are not using the gift that God has given you in the way that it was intended. Uh, let me see if I can make it plain. W one of the problems in the body of Christ is we confuse effort with excellence. And we think just because we tried, that means that's good enough for God and good enough for the kingdom. And we have to understand that God is not interested in the exercising of your gift in a mediocre way. He is a God of excellence. Yes, At the end of every day in creation, he looked and said it is good. So why would he want to look at your life and say, eh, it's all right. When you use the gift God has given you, you must determine whether you use it badly, goodly, or greatly. So the National Football League is celebrating the 100 greatest players of all time. And two of the receivers that are on the list of the 100 greatest players of all time are Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. Chris Carter, recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, talked about the difference between Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. He was a teammate of Randy Moss, mentored him when he came into the league, and he competed against Jerry Rice. And they asked him what was the difference. He said Jerry Rice left everything on the field, maximized his talent and ability. There was nothing more that he could do. He played to the best of his ability. He said, Randy Moss is the most gifted wide receiver to ever play in the NFL. Speed, agility, athleticism, hands, 
Nobody had more talent than Randy Moss. But Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. And they said, why? Because Jerry gave everything he had. Randy kept back a little bit for himself. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. There are too many of you in here who are guilty of keeping a little bit for yourself. Matter of fact, some of you are not keeping a little bit for yourself. Some of you are keeping a whole lot for yourself. And you are so committed to functioning in your flesh that you are failing to use the gifts that God has deposited within you. Look at 1 Corinthians 4.2. Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Must be faithful. And there's excellence tied to faithfulness. Here's the third and final thing. Number three, you need to realize God expects you to serve others with the spiritual gift you've been given. God expects you to serve others with the spiritual gift you've been given. Now, most of us, let's be honest, when we open a gift with our name on it, we are not thinking about how this gift is going to bless somebody else. Man, when I opened the gift that that brother gave me, I didn't think about my wife. I didn't think about children, grandchildren. I didn't think about anybody else. I looked at that gift and I said, boy, I love this. Because it was all about me. It was my gift. But here's the difference. When God gives you a spiritual gift, he doesn't give it to you to benefit you. He gives it to you to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to bless others. And can I tell you something you may not understand? Your failure to use your gift keeps this church from being all that God wants it to be. Your failure to use your gift keeps the body of Christ from being all God wants it to be. Your failure to use your spiritual gift, the gift that God has deposited in you, keeps you from being all God wants you to be. You can't be your best and not use what God has deposited in you. So watch what God says. Use your gifts to serve another, to benefit another, to bless another. And I told you that word to serve, serve means to be an attendant. Uh, it's used to give you the picture of a waiter, right, or a waitress who's waiting on somebody to serve somebody to help them have a better experience. When we use our gifts, we are to use them to benefit others. We should be able to look at our gifts, see our gifts used, and recognize that somebody is better because we are using our spiritual gift. Somebody should be encouraged. Somebody should be strengthened. Somebody should be helped because you are using your gift the way God intended. And so Peter says, here's some ways for you to serve. Let's look at them real quick. A, you can serve others by speaking the word of God. You can serve others by speaking the word of God. The 11, uh, verse 11, the A part, do you have the gift of speaking? 
then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Now, before you tune me out, I already know what some of y'all are thinking. Rev, I ain't been called to preach. I ain't no preacher. I ain't getting up on no platform. I ain't talking like that. Wait a minute. Read what the text says again. Read it again. What does the text say? Uh-uh. Read it out loud. Right. So watch what Peter says. If you talk, when you talk, when you open your mouth, it should sound like God is talking through you. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. He didn't say you had to be up in the pulpit preaching. He said when you open your mouth, does it sound like God himself is speaking through you? See, there are a whole lot of you who run your mouth, but what you say has nothing to do with God. You are quick to share your opinion, but not God's word. And so when you speak, God says you got to be careful what you say and make sure that what you say is building up and not tearing down. Look at 1 Corinthians 14.3. You can read the other verses on your own. But one who prophesies strengthens others encourages them and comforts them. Listen, there is this insatiable desire, this gallop for the pulpit that's taking place throughout our world. People want to be up on the stage because they don't recognize that being a pastor and being a preacher is not a place where you are to come to get your ego needs met, but it's a place you are to, to come in order to inspire people, right? Encourage people. And help people. And here's the problem. Here's what you miss. You may even think you need to be in the pulpit. But what you fail to understand is you will speak more words in your lifetime walking every day than you will ever speak on a platform on a Sunday morning. And I'll go one step further. There are people who hear your message every day that will never come to church. So the question is, what will come out of your mouth in your day-to-day -day living? Look at B. You can serve others by ministering to them. You can serve others by ministering to them. Peter, Peter gives you some examples. Look at what he says in the B part. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. When you minister, you are to do it in the ability and strength of the Lord, which means you must minister acknowledging that your strength and ability come from God and not from yourself. Here's the problem for many of us. We want to exercise our gift out of our flesh. And then we wonder why our gift begins to wane in terms of its impact and that's because we don't understand a spiritual gift must be exercised in spiritual power if it's going to make a difference and have a spiritual impact. I'm not going to be able to do God's work unless I use God's gift and do it in God's power. And God says the gift that he has deposited in you, he wants to use you in order to bless others.
Look at Galatians 6.10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I love Matthew 10, verse 42. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. So I'm riding down the street, hot summer day, and brothers are out there where they're normally asking for handouts and a brother selling bottles of water. Selling bottles of water, dollar a piece, right? And if you've ever traveled abroad, you know when you find somebody selling a bottle of water, that thing can be life-changing, right? So this brother stand out there in the corner selling bottles of water. So I say, hey, man, give me two bottles. Give me two bottles. So he gets two bottles of water, gives them to me, and I give him two bills. Far more than the two dollars I own. He looks down, he says, Man, you want change? And I said, No, no, you keep it, man. God told me to bless you. Light changes, I'm pulling off. As I'm about to pull off, I see. In my side mirror, this brother dropped down to his knees, lifts his hands, and praises God. And this is what he says. Literally, this is what he says. God, I thank you for the inventory. Now, if I gave you 10 or 20 times more than you were asking, and you were out there on the street, what would you think? person would do with the extra. Don't answer that because you're probably projecting upon that person your own insufficiency. But that brother said, thank you for the inventory, God. And that brother went and got him some more water. Here's, here's my point. I don't know what God was doing in that brother's life. But I knew at that moment, I did what God had told me to do. And I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, even the simple things can have a spiritual impact when you learn how to follow God and use your gift. I got to tell you this story before we close out with the last point. So I'm talking to a friend, and he said, uh, he said, man, he said, you wouldn't believe what happened. He said, I was, I was leaving a meeting, he said, and, and I, just had, I just had this, like, urge to go to McDonald's. And he said, I'm not a McDonald's guy. He said, I'm a Whataburger guy. Amen. He said, I don't ever go to McDonald's. He said, but, he said, man, I just, I just man, I just got, like, this taste for McDonald's, and, and I'm going to get a Big Mac. And he said, so I called my wife, and I said, I said, sweetheart, I said, I'm, I'm going to McDonald's. I said, do you want anything? And she said, McDonald's? I said, you don't never go to McDonald's. You go to Whataburger. He said, I know. He said, but I, I'm just feeling this need to go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. So, so he goes to McDonald's, and he gets this Big Mac meal and puts it in the passenger seat, and he's heading home. He's going to eat this McDonald's Big Mac. He's got this desire for a Big Mac. And he says as he's pulling up to the light, he says he sees this guy standing out there. 
asking for handouts. And he senses the spirit saying, give him the Big Mac. So, yeah, you, you know, right, if that was you, you'd be like, now, is this a test or a sign? <laughs> so he said, he said, man, the Big Mac is sitting there. He's like, I don't, I don't know if I should give him. Man, he's like, he's like okay, well, God, if, if, if the light catches me, <laughs> like modern-day Gideon, right, put the fleece out. If the light catches me, out, light changes, and he said, man, he's pulling up, and it's almost like it went. Green, yellow, red. He said, and the guy walked over, and he just rolled out the window and handed the guy the bag. He said, what's this? He said, man, it's a Big Mac meal, some fries. And he said, he said, man, you're not going to believe this. Hold on, hold on, you're not going to believe this. And he said, well, no, let's go ahead and take it. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. He said, I'm not homeless. He said, I'm out here helping some homeless guys. And one of the guys who's under the bridge said, I wish I had a Big Mac. <laughs> he said, and I told him, I said, if that's what you wish for, he said, let's pray and see if God will provide. Now, I'm saying all that to say to somebody today, man, when you use your gift, when you use what God has deposited in you, you can touch and change somebody's life. Here's the final thing. See, you are to serve others so you can glorify God in everything you do. You are to serve others so you can glorify God in everything you do. The C part of verse 11, 1 Peter 4, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You are to serve so that God may be glorified in all things through his son, Jesus Christ. You do not serve, you do not use your gift to lift yourself up. It is about God getting the glory. Psalm 911 says, sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And I've got a confession to make got a confession to make to you. It's hard to do it to God's glory when your flesh wants to be recognized. So I, I've got a confession. So I go to the grand opening, the VIP opening of the new HEB of the way, right? Didn't plan on going, didn't see the invitation, but one of the staff told me, no, pastor, they want you to come. You invited. So I go, I'm not 
dressed to impress or anything. I'm, I'm just going, I'm in the back. And I'm hearing them talk about the community partnerships and all the people that are in this community and they're so happy to partner with them, right? And they said, in, in particular, we want to thank four organizations for the work that they do in this community. None of these organizations know we're calling on them today, but we want to thank them. And we have a gift to give them. They call group number one. I was like, man, dude, you're doing some work in the community. Group number two, I ain't mad. <laughs> group number three, cool. And I'm standing there thinking this last one got to be us. We right down the street. They asked to use our parking. You know, we got the church. We got hope for families. You know, we feeding thousands of people every year. Come on here. And they called the fourth group, and it wasn't us. And then my flesh. No, 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 no. They gave that $5,000 check to all of them. Each one in that flesh. Thought it. How they gonna come in third wall? How they gonna come into the tray down the street from the Good Hope Missionary Bank and not recognize the work that our church is doing? How dare they come in and give some other folks? I ain't mad at the checks they gave. Two or three of them I agreed with, but there was at least one that was missing. In my own opinion. No, I'm trying to be honest with y'all. No. And man, and the Spirit of God said, and why do you do what you do? <laughs> Holy Ghost said, you, you came up here for what? You, like, you all in your feelings. I mean, I'm sitting there like, man, I ain't staying up here, man. Get I'm going to go shop at the other H-E-B where I normally shop, man. I ain't even coming up here, even though it's more convenient. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit reminded me of how easy it is for your flesh. God said, you do what you do to bring glory to me. If they don't know your name, your name doesn't matter. Because guess what? If you live long enough, there are going to be some names you forget. And after you're gone, there are going to be some people who forget your name. As time moves on, all you will become is a footnote. in somebody's memory bank until all those who remember you directly are gone. But I can tell you a name they'll never forget. I can tell you a name they'll never forget. It's a name that's 
been given that's greater than any other name. I can tell you a name they'll never forget. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I can tell you a name they'll never, when your name is forgotten, they'll remember his name. Come on, somebody said it's Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday. Jesus when the sun goes down. In the midnight hour, you can call his name. When trouble comes, you can call his name. When you need peace in the midst of your storm, you can call his name. Hallelujah. He's the reason for the season. And when you open the gifts under the tree, don't forget to open the gift that he's given to you. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. We pray now that everything that we've done and everything that we've said has been pleasing in your sight. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for whose we are. And thank you for reminding us the responsibility that we have to open and use the gift that you have given to us and to do it for your glory. We love you and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone who can, everyone who will, please stand on your feet. You know, one of the things that's interesting is if I asked you to look at somebody else or to articulate somebody else using their gift you can probably pick some people pretty quickly and say yeah see that person they're using their gift I, I know what their spiritual gift is or they're, they're being used by God to do what God wants them to do right you can identify that but sometimes it's a challenge to look in the mirror of our own spiritual existence and identify the gift that we have and the gift that we are not using to our full capacity. I've got to tell you this as well. Um, the use of your spiritual gift is so powerful to change lives and change the world that the devil works really hard to shut you down so you don't use your gift. Some, somebody in here right now, you in shutdown mode, right? Because you've been hurt by others. You've been hurt in certain places. And you've just kind of said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit over here. And God says, what you doing with the gift that I, I put in you? Right? You, you're not using your heavenly gift, gift because of earthly pain, because of earthly betrayal. You're not using the gift that I have deposited in you because somebody didn't affirm you, somebody didn't recognize you, because somebody didn't appreciate you. That's, that's why you are not using your gift. When in actuality, earth can never record the impact of you using your spiritual gift 
It can only be cataloged in glory. And so today I want to encourage you to open your gift. If you're here today and you've never asked the Lord in your life, somebody you're streaming with us right now, I want to encourage you to do two things. One, look at your life, see where you are, and what do you need to do to get where God wants you to be? For somebody, it's salvation. It's the willingness to say to God, God, I need you in my life, and I can't make it without you in my life. And the need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. For somebody else, it may not be salvation, it's sanctification. It's you making a commitment of both your attitude and your actions in order to greater live for God. You may be a person, for example, who you know what your gift is. But when you think about it, man, you've gotten so caught up in other stuff that you are not using your gift the way you used to use it. Or the way God wants you to use it. And so I want to encourage you right now. To make a decision. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, the men and women who are up front and there are others who are standing all over would love to show you privately how to have a relationship with God. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home and you believe this is where God wants you to be, man, we invite you to come. We won't look at you funny. I promise we'll rejoice when you come because heaven rejoices when one comes to know the Lord. As the choir sings, don't wait, don't tarry, dialogue or debate with the devil. Just tell the person next to you, excuse me, and come on and come. We'll rejoice when you come. Somebody else? Is there one more before we cover this brother in prayer? Extend your hand. Let's cover this brother in prayer. Father, we thank you and bless you for this young brother who's made a step today. God, I don't know what's going on in his life, but we thank you that you're moving and working in his life. And I pray now, God, that whatever he's been through, whatever hurts, hang-ups, whatever destructive habits that he's been fighting with, I pray that you would give him a sense of peace and give him a sense of deliverance right now. 
to walk in his full potential in you. We ask you to bless right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would give him all of the strength and power he needs to fulfill his potential in you. Where our prayers fall short, make up the difference. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, let's thank God for this, brother. prepare to worship the Lord in giving good hope it's time for the offering amen amen one of the things that uh, I've asked you to do is to make sure your giving is an act of worship and by being an act of worship uh, one of the ways to ensure that is that it becomes something that you bathe in prayer that it's not something that you just do haphazardly, that you just don't reach in your pocket and say whatever's left or, you know, that kind of thing. But you actually say, you know what, God, what do you want me to give in support of the kingdom work? When we talk about over 2,200 people being fed over this past week locally, families that we were able uh, to bless in a very tangible way, that has come about because of your giving. When we talk about touching families locally, nationally, and internationally, the work that we do in Africa and in Haiti and in Cuba happens because of your faithful giving. The young people's lives that we touch here, children, the youth, and then we've got some exciting things coming up in 2020 that I believe are going to be life-changing, earth-shattering, paradigm shifts for ministry in the urban core that we will be announcing um, in the first quarter of next year. Those things are happening because of your faithful giving. And, and here's what I want you to know. You know, when, when you give, it's like an exchange. Um, if you travel in the foreign countries and you have to get currency from that country, you want to get a good rate of exchange, right? Um, there's some countries I don't like to go to because their money is worth way more than our money. So when you exchange, you're going in the hole, right? But then there's other places that I love to go, you know, because when you go there, you give them a U.S. dollar and you may get $50 of their money for one U.S. dollar. You know, I don't like giving a dollar and I get 50 cents back, right? I'm saying all that to say when you give to the kingdom work, God exchanges your investment, but he doesn't do it on earth. He does it in glory. And so you take what you give earthly and he transform it into an eternal dividend. Can't be God giving. I don't care how you try. Amen. All right. There are multiple ways that you can give. Um, if you're visiting with us, if you're streaming, you can give online. Uh, you can go to uh, goodhope.org or to the website or to the um, app and give. You can also give via cash or check. You can use the ACH system. You can also text to give. Any number of ways that you can give. But I want to make sure that when you give, it is an act of worship because your giving reflects how you love God. All right? Let's worship the Lord in giving.
ministry moment. Greetings, Good Hope family. My name is Everett Smith, and this is my wife of 22 years, Kimberly Smith. And we are part of an awesome team of leaders associated with the Marriage Enrichment Ministry. The Marriage Enrichment Ministry here at Good Hope is for married couples, couples that are engaged, or couples that are dating, that are just thinking about taking that step towards marriage. We have class the third Sunday of every month on the second floor in the Center of Hope at 10 o'clock. In addition to the classes, we also have fun things like date night, bowling, top golf, and our favorite is our annual stepping class, which is held in August. We recently held our first overnight retreat in the month of October, and it was a great success. Our testimony is that the marriage enrichment ministry saved our marriage. Halfway through our marriage, storms came our way in the form of financial issues, family, career, and those issues almost broke us. Fortunately, God tapped Kimberly and brought us to the classes that Marriage Enrichment Ministry was offering, and it turned our marriage around as it gave us tools to start communicating better and become closer to God and create the oneness in our marriage that God created. So I ask you, for all marriage couples, get involved in the Marriage Enrichment Ministry. No matter where you are in your marriage, you're not alone in the struggles that come from marriage, but God can fortify your marriage through His Word and through the classes and events that the Marriage Enrichment Ministry provides. So we look forward to seeing you there. We want to see everyone participating in 2020. If you would like to be a part of the ministry or join any of our classes, we ask that you would stay in touch with us via Facebook. Our Facebook page is Good Hope Marriage Enrichment Ministry. We post our class dates, times, and events on that page as well. And our most recent event uh, that will be held in February is our Valentine's Day dance. It will be held on Friday, Valentine's Day, February 14th. We'll have music, food, and fun. All for $60. Yep. Just can't beat that from a, for a date night perspective. So anyway, we want to see you in 2020. We want to see all married couples working on the ones that God had designed for your marriage. We want to see you at all of our events and all of our classes in 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So now let me, let me say this for, for some of y'all who don't participate in anything sponsored by Good Hope because you don't want to be around church folk. I know some of y'all are like, I ain't going to be doing nothing except just reading the Bible. You know, y'all don't come on a church cruise because y'all ain't going to do nothing but get up in the morning, pray all day and read the Bible and I guess sermons all day. I want to have some fun. You don't know how much fun we have. I'm just trying to tell you. You, 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 you need to come. Uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. You just need to come on and come 
and then you're going to have a good time. Whatever we do, we're going to do it in Jesus' name, but we're going to have a good time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, man, make sure you come out. That February event on Valentine's Day, um, get my ticket before they sell out. It's going to be great. I want to thank uh, Brother and Sister Smith for being part of that leadership. Man, that retreat was unbelievable. Every event that they do, unbelievable. And I hope you heard what, what Brother Smith said. You know, they, they were on the verge of a divorce. They were on the verge of walking away. And God spoke into his heart. And he started coming. Because, you know, brothers, you know, we don't like no instruction. We don't need nobody tell us anything. We don't need nobody tell us directions or anything. Driving, marriage, nothing, you know. Like the fellow that was here when I got to Good Hope, he had been married. He told me, he said, man, can't nobody tell me nothing about no woman and being married. He said, I've been married five times. Rev, can't nobody tell me nothing. I said to him, obviously nobody has told you anything or taught you anything. Because if it's five times you've been through this, you're the only common denominator. You know what I mean? If there's a problem, look in the mirror, bruh. Starts right there. So we want to make sure that we uh, give you all the tools you need to be successful. All right? Uh, Pastor Johnson, come on, please, if you will, and uh, take care of our visitors. Amen. Don't forget the uh, uh, devotional, Christmas devotional time message song will be on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. You can catch it on our Facebook page. You can also catch it on our app and on the website. So if you have a smart TV or your own device, you can use that and be part of that worship experience on Christmas morning. All right. Amen. Amen, everybody. May we give a round of applause for our pastor for that convicting life-changing word amen amen we are blessed to have a pastor who cares so much about his congregation and we thank god for you pastor and thank you for that message amen 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 before we have our uh, guests recognized i'll have a few brief uh, reminders for this week there'll be no midweek bible studies this wednesday uh, we ask that you pray for our sick and our shut-in members uh, unfortunately, Sister Lynn Cheeks passed away. Uh, if many of you all may know Sister Lynn Cheeks, she was a familiar face here at Good Hope. Uh, her memorial service will be a Saturday, a January the 4th, of 2020. And so we ask that you would keep the Cheeks family in your prayers and all grieving families in your prayers as well. Now, if we, do we have any first, second, or third time visitors here? Any first second or third time visitors here would you please stand we just love to recognize you show you some love thank you all so much so on behalf of the good hope missionary baptist church and our senior pastor dr dz cofield we would like to welcome you all to our church we hope that a handshake a hug a smile has been extended to you if not we ask that you come back next week and we guarantee you that we will do better. Now, if you see the lovely lady and or gentleman uh, with a sign, we ask that you would follow them. We have a token of our appreciation. And again, we'd just like to thank you for coming and worshiping with us. Can we give them a round of applause? Thank you all so much. 
Amen. Let's keep it going. We want to encourage them and thank them. They could have gone anywhere, but God let them here, and we are appreciative of their presence. Pastor, are we we're good? Okay. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, may we stand for the benediction. Grab a hand. Reach out and touch someone. They're not going to bite. If they do, we'll deal with that after service. <laughs> Let's go to God in prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Father, we come before you now and we say thank you in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for the reminder giving, given to us here on this morning that any spiritual gift given to you from us, Father, is a reflection of our relationship with you. God, help us to tap into gifts. God, help us to remember that in our thought and our deed that we should accurately reflect a relationship with you. God, we thank you so much for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we say thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. amen. Everybody have a wonderful week. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone.